The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My model is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business with Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. The keys to business growth. All too often, startups usually get stuck at a certain point. This is where a focus on more than just a business plan and funding becomes imperative to success. The solution is to create a high-performing culture, one that focuses on these three key elements for long-term growth. The first is process. They should support a culture of innovation and continuous improvement. Often startups overcomplicate as they grow instead of focusing on how to streamline. The more processes can quickly report and deliver relevant and correct information, the faster decisions can be made and the faster products and services can be continuously developed, update, and improved. The second element is communication. It should be frequent, timely, and transparent. Often in a startup environment, there tends to be limited or on-the-fly communication regarding strategy, funding, governance, and growth. To keep employees engaged and committed to the growth of your business, they need to know, first, what's going on, second, where you're going, and third, why. That means the good and the bad. The final one, and perhaps the most important, is leadership. It's the driving force behind creating and maintaining a high-performance culture and turning a startup into a thriving business. Good leaders know their business, and they know the people in their business. They are able to rally their people around a purpose and help them understand their important contributions to the business. So here's a smart moves tip. Growth requires that entrepreneurs change what they do. Successful and sustainable growth 
requires the right processes, the right leadership, the right communication, and the right culture. Make sure you have them. Get my book, Smart Growth, 101 Success Tips to Build Your Business, and that will show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's program to bring magic to your business is building a culture of excellence. The key to scaling your organization from the status quo to a higher standard of excellence is your company culture. When you build a culture of excellence, you create better employee engagement, better customer experience, and building a powerful brand. My guest is Tal Schnall, a customer experience mentor with more than 20 years experience in the hotel industry. He will share five essentials that will create a culture of excellence in all companies, big and small. Welcome, Tall. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm delighted, Marsha. It's great to be on your show and connect with you again. Hopefully, uh, we may get some rain here in Dallas again. Who knows? But I'm glad to connect with you here on your radio show. Well, thank you. Well, you know, let's just dive right into it. Atal, you've been a brand and culture trainer for 20 years. What top hotelers such as Marriott Hotels, Starwood, Hilton, and IHG. When was the first time you discovered the importance of culture in the hotel business? It's a great question. You know, as I reflect on that question, I can remember that I started out actually working with Marriott, but it was a residence in by Marriott. It was a very small hotel, kind of learning through the ropes of everything, all the basics, reservations, front office, accounting, sales, everything. When you started there, you learned everything and anything. You were the jack of all trades. And then I got into the full service aspect of the hotel business. And I remember it was a Hilton right by the gallery in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I was, I think I was a, a little fish in a, in a big pond and just trying to learn the business, trying to grow, started out at the front desk. But we had a great team, a team that had, if I had to reflect back then, it wasn't even called culture. It was an organization. But it made me realize that everyone was acting as a family. I had many mentors that helped me grow my career there and, and, and scaling up my career from that standpoint. I got into a leadership role there. But everyone was part of a camaraderie. It was a culture that was thriving with purpose to not only serve the customer, but also serve the employees every day. Um, and, and, you know, you were very lucky that you had that experience. Um, reflecting back, what was the first time you discovered the importance of culture in the hotel business? Um, you know, what were some of the possible experiences you had? And do you sure. have a unique story that, you know, struck with you or inspired you? Yes, I remember, you know, I and, and I really like your introduction and especially the leadership aspect of it is because 
I really had great leaders, some people that I had the opportunity to look up to, and they were leading by example. And I, and I thought about, I wasn't really sure whether the hotel business was my career. I wasn't sure that that was my direction. I was still young, kind of at the crossroads of where you're trying to build your career somewhere in another industry. But the leaders, um, they modeled so well that I wanted to become one of them one day. I wanted to grow my career and develop and I just that was I wanted to be the next front office manager I wanted to be the guest services director and I wanted to be a general manager of a hotel because they reflected the behaviors and values that I cherished the most and out of all the hotels I have to say that that first hotel the full service hotel Hilton provided that mentorship leadership and um, it was it was something that I knew why I came there I knew what was my purpose I began to develop that with that hotel and that really speaks to the point that I think, you know, the work that I do, which is, is it a good fit between you, uh, you as an employee and the company that you're working for? And it, it seemed to me that that, um, that certainly was a good fit for you, and you learned so much about leadership and about culture. So, you know, let's, again, talk more about culture. Why is it so important to build a culture of excellence? And also, are there any companies out there that just want to settle for less than excellence? Sure. I think that, obviously, I know that there are a lot of cliches out there. There's a lot of hype and there's a lot of marketing, the words of uh, using the culture and using excellence, as we know. But really, when we start thinking about this, there's a difference between words and action. And I think that where the leadership comes in for culture, when you really, if you're driving the culture and you're putting the magic into the culture, as you say, someone has to take a an action, a bias for action. Leaders have bias for action. They got to do this every day, and they got to. They can't just leave it on the orientation. They and they say to their employees, "You know what, guys? This is our culture. You've got to go beyond that. You've got to. People got to see it in action. You've got to model those behaviors on those values. And what I define culture. I, I define it as values in action. Once we define our values as a corporate, as an organization, how do they come to life? What does the success look like when we have a great culture, a culture of excellence? What does that look like for us as an organization? And more importantly, is something you touched on, is stories. Is your uh-huh. culture story-driven? And we share those success stories with our team and organization. Right. And so... Um you know, it seems so obvious to have a culture of excellence, and part of that excellence is that leadership and how leadership models that behavior and and puts um, teeth to the values. But, um, you know, uh, uh, some companies uh, out there may want to settle for less, and why do you think that's so? But yet at the same time, you see more and more companies that are focusing on engagement and customer satisfaction. So it seems like we have two different um, perceptions of culture, one wanting to do more in order to heighten uh, employee engagement and satisfaction, and maybe some who really don't get it. So can you talk about that a bit? Sure. It's a great question. I think that's what's happening with our economy. You've got a lot of businesses who are open from retail to hotels and restaurants, 
And I find out that, you know, do, my question a lot of times is, do you do the words and actions are translated? Because on many occasions, I think that many of us, um, I think that many entrepreneurs and many business owners want to open the business. And there's got to be a long-term view of what is our culture going to be about? How do we really set ourselves up? Because what has happened with the hotel business, for example, was it's become a hotel is a commodity. And so if we're comparing apples to apples and I have a hotel and you have a hotel, Marsha, what's going to be the difference? And we can say all the nice words, the culture and the excellence and engagement and customer satisfaction, but truthfully, the competitive advantage will be at that touch point or the tipping point of excellence because if a customer gets a better experience in another hotel, a restaurant, another venue, or another business, guess what? Now you really have loyalty. And I say this because the number one, one of the most popular websites out there is TripAdvisor. And why is that? Because they're measuring the customer experience. If the culture is right, the customer experience is right. Right. Um, and But that is true of, you know, you, you know the hotel business because that is what you've been in. But I would imagine that that culture, the excellence of culture, is relevant to any business out there. What's your thought on that? I agree. I think that there are many opportunities when I visit, um, you know, businesses, whether it's online or businesses that we typically, you know, each one of us has has interactions with many businesses that we deal with every day. And I think what seems to be forgotten is the whole people at the focus on people aspect of it. The way I, you know, one of the things that I've learned, at least in my industry, which I think can apply to other industries, is that you've got to focus on your people. If your people are growing, then your business will be growing as well. But someone has to put that investment right from their get-go. And I think what happens with many businesses in other industries as well is that it, it's taken a, a second place. Many businesses, for example, are looking at training as, as, as an expense rather than an investment. And I think that's got to be switched to where to say it is an investment. It's an investing in your employees because they want to be develop and grow, and your business will scale up because your people can serve better your customers um, wherever they are, and every business has a customer, so who doesn't want as a business owner or an entrepreneur of any business, I would ask the question, why wouldn't you want a better customer experience as well as an employee experience? Um, I have to share a quick story. Today, I was visiting with a a restaurant manager, jail manager, and he was uh, facing a turnover, which is pretty high, as we know, it's in the restaurant business. And we had a really interesting chat, and that was his number one problem is the turnover. Now, imagine if he was able to tackle that problem, the turnover and the, and the ability to keep employees, the loyalty of employees is, is no longer existent nowadays. Unfortunately, it's higher in, in, re, in restaurant business. But think about that, what it does for your business. How much money can you lose by losing your employees, turning, the, turning that over, and then bringing in new employees? costs a lot of money. It doesn't matter what business you're in. So those are the opportunities that, that I see in many businesses. 
And so just to bring this segment to, uh, to um, an end, what you're really saying is the importance of culture for employee engagement, for customer satisfaction, and the responsibility of the leadership to uh, translate uh, the values into action. And so um, it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Tal Schnall, uh, giving great insights into building a culture of excellence. In the next segment, uh, Tal is going to be talking about the five things that happen when you are a culture of excellence. So you're listening to the Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profile. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. 
Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Tal Schnall, a customer experience mentor, telling us how to build a culture of excellence. And at the end of the last segment, he talked about um, the culture of excellence and what's so important about it and how it affects customer satisfaction and employee engagement. And now we're going to delve deeper into it. So, um Tal, you recently wrote a blog post titled Five Things That Happen When You Are in a Culture of Excellence. Briefly, walk us through those five things that we should know that are part of a culture of excellence. Great. I'll walk you through this, and I think your audience, uh, it's definitely uh, value-added to your audience and um, leaders who are growing an organization and trying to build that culture of excellence. Those are, you know, I I say culture is a combination of many things going right, but I want to share a few things here with your audience here. So the first one is to lead with a noble purpose. And so if I asked your team, your organization, would they be able to articulate the purpose of your business? Now, a lot of times what happens is they they go straight to the financial goals of a company. But this is more about finding out the best example I can give in my previous experience and current experience is that you have to have a, a purpose that's bigger than your profits. And what I mean by that, it's it's got to create an engagement, first of all, with your team members so they can feel that they are part, that they are delivering that exceptional culture of excellence wherever they are, and they've got to be constantly engaged with it so they can feel like, is the company really living to those, to our noble purpose? And I want to share an example that everybody knows, and that's Apple. Apple's purpose was to enrich people's lives, and if you start looking at their products, their products have tremendously made an influence and and made lives more efficient, more memorable for people. If you start looking at uh, the products that each one of us has with the Apple products, they're there to create memories. They're there to make our lives better, and that is their normal purpose. So I think every business can have that, something that your leadership and the people that work in your company can strive to ask. Um, The second one is to live the core values. Notice I said to live the core values. If if you are living and walking the company's core values, your culture is moving from a nice-to-have to a must-have. This is a key step to sustain a culture of excellence to articulate your core beliefs. One of my favorite books was Jim Collins' Built to Last. It's about successful habits of visionary companies that they started out with their core values, and those core values really shaped their culture. And one of my favorite uh, story is about Tony Shea, who created the Zappos brand. And what he says is that if you want to know the Zappos experience, look at our 10 core values. And so the core values should not be just there on the wall, should not be in the handbook. It should be it should be one of those situations where every leader in your company is walking the talk. It's, it's essential to your company's success. The third one is committing to customer excellence. 
This is a critical one. As I've said, every company and every business has a client, has a customer that we're serving. And our business is the results and the, the goals and the success of our business is driven through the customer experience. If we have a great customer experience, a customer excellence experience, then we we will benefit from that experience because our customers will be loyal. And it is a competitive advantage, as I mentioned earlier. The companies that are successful are companies that companies of promoters. They will talk about your company. They will talk about your culture. For example, Marriott, the company that I work with at the moment, has um, has a philosophy, and it's very simple, but it's it has remained for, for many, many, many years by the founder. It's that if you take care of your employees, they will take care of the customer. And you start thinking about that, Every business has a customer, and you take care of your employees first, and they will deliver that customer excellence. Number four, which is developing yeah. and growing a team. This is, um, in my opinion, uh, forgotten in many places. And as I said earlier, you can't look at this as an expense. You've got to look at this as an investment. There's got to be a place for training. There's got to be a place in your budget for training, your line item. There's got to be a training because if you don't, you're sending a wrong message to your employees and your business. They want to grow. They want to be engaged. They want to be part of your noble purpose. And I remember um, a short story was really one of the things that I've always enjoyed in working in the hotel business was I remember going from a supervisor level to a management level employee and I was working with Starwood at the time, the training that was for a manager as well as a line-level employee was about growth. They didn't care where you were in the organization, what level you are in the organization. They wanted you to grow and develop to the next phase. Why did they want to do that is because People, they understood that people were the competitive advantage. If everything is being equal, you and I have a hotel, but what's really going to make the difference is the people. So you want to focus, in a nutshell, it's focusing on people's potential and growth. And that's why they come in to work. They come in so they can develop and grow to become successful. And the last one is focusing on the process instead of the outcome. This is a big one for many businesses, and I think that so many of us, my analogy with this one, I just want to jump into this one, is so many of us are score-focused. We're like a football team that keeps looking at the score. And I think that if you want to serve and you want to make a difference with your company and build a good team, it's not just about the score. There's a process. There's a journey. There's a day-to-day commitment. There's a day-to-day um, things that need to happen in order to get to the final score. And I use sports analogy because we know we never start with a score, but there's so much practice, there's so much work, there's a lot of things to play into coming in on a Sunday and playing that football game as we know. And that's what really makes the difference between a company that has excellence in their DNA. It, it's, it's about those practices, it's about the work ethic, it's about doing what's right, and then the results will show.
So those are my, uh, my five things that I think that if you're in a culture of excellence, that's what they look like. And again, there could be other things, of course, but I think those are the essentials. Those are, you know, as you were talking to me, I was um, thinking about the different companies that I do business with and why I do business with them. And, of course, there's a certain amount of price sensitivity, you know, um, but it is the – I think a couple things that come to my mind. What has been my experience with the company uh, prior to this? Um, um, You know, and um, that has been the most important thing. And what about the, the people experience that I've had? Um, and just an example is that uh, uh, this happened to me today. Uh, my computer, um, I'm probably going to have to replace the hard drive. And it was going crazy, and I shut it down. And I had two choices. I could take it back to what may be called one of the big box companies where I had gotten the computer, and they have, um, you know, they have customer service, and they have, you know, it can be repaired. Or I can take it to the local um, uh, vendor that I have used before, uh, a small uh, computer repair uh, company um, that I've taken other, you know, my husband's computer, my computer uh, to, and um, because my experience has been positive and because I know that they know me personally. And that's what I did this afternoon. Um, I did. I took it to them. I talked to the owner, and he knows me, and he says, look, Marsha, I'm not going to charge you for the diagnostic because, you know, um, we have to see what's wrong with it. Uh, But then we can determine if you have to repair it or you need to get a new computer or whatever. And, again, it goes back to that, that value of excellence that I experienced as a as a prior customer, so uh, I'm sure you you know we all have those experiences, and that's why we that's why I'm loyal to that company. But I want to move on because there's another you know question I want to ask you uh, because of your uh, of your background and your experience, which is many companies want to reach that level of excellence. Why do you think some companies succeed and some stay behind the competition? And um, any examples of that? Sure, and I also want to just add to your comment there is that, you know, people don't come back. If we look at hotels, for example, people don't come back because the hairdryer was just an amazing hairdryer that I, I really want to come back to your hotel because you had an amazing hairdryer in my room. It is about creating those um, memories and stories so people can share, and they're never by a machine or a process. They're always by people. The example I want to share with you as we're diving into this question is Ritz-Carlton. Ritz-Carlton, uh-huh. although it's a high-end um, hotel, and, of course, the experience is consistent, and, and there are things that look right and feel right to the customer, but it's a, it's a great example of a company that, that you know, if you look at their history, they were, they were creating something unique for the luxury traveler, but many great experiences also from a cultural standpoint. There was a, a sense when you look at, at a company like that, it's not only about consistency. They know that we're 
we're as customers and employees, we're we're emotional human beings. We we like to think of our experiences. Did that experience connect with our heart? And one of the things that I think that companies that are working with the culture of excellence, it, it's the focus on the customer. It is the focusing on what does Disney, Ritz Carlton, Amazon, Apple. When you start asking the customer experience, and you shared something earlier about your computer, I think you would probably, from a technical aspect, probably wouldn't remember what was the issue or what what did they take to fix it. But you would remember uh-huh. if someone uh-huh. was um, used empathy and listening and they had uh-huh. a, a good way to connect with you instead of, you know what, you're just a number. You're just another person calling our 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 company, and this is where the opportunities comes in, is that I've learned, and I, I want to share the story into this question. When I first started in the hotel business, one of my mentors taught me the value of a lifetime customer. This was back then when movies were, were uh, people were ordering movies in their hotel room. The price was a lot cheaper than it is today. And uh, there were sometimes they uh, would come down to the front desk and they'd say, you know, look, I, I didn't watch this movie. Please adjust it off of my bill. And um, my mentor was, was taking this as an example of imagine if you stood there and, and held your ground and you were debating the customer whether you did watch the movie, you want to prove them that they watched the movie. But think about this. If this customer will spend say $100, $200 a day, and they're staying there a week, and you, you multiply that for the rest of the year, imagine what would happen if you turned off that customer and they go somewhere else. And I think that's what we're looking at here is the good examples of culture of excellence, creating promoters, um, customer advocates to come back to their um, to, to do business, as you mentioned, because you you're you are spending your money there with the company. Right. And and the one thing I want to add before we uh go to another break is that um I went back to that small business repair that repair shop even though I no longer live in that area. Um, I moved, and it's probably 10, at least 10 miles from my home. I probably could have found a closer one, but I didn't because I remembered. It was a customer experience that I remembered over the years that I have used that uh, uh, that business. And I think that's what we're really talking about. So it is now time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zeidel, uh, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Tal Schnall. Um, he's been giving us great insights into his experience in the hotel business, but can be used uh, for every every business out there on how to build a culture of excellence. You're listening to the Business Edge and Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? 
Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Are you starting a business, growing a business, or investing in businesses? How well do you stack up to successful entrepreneurs? Do you have the right leadership and talents to build profitable, saleable companies? Find out if you're on the right success track by taking the Entrepreneur Edge and the Emotional Intelligence Profiles. You'll get fast, personalized feedback with your top success factors and the top smart moves to power on and power up your business performance. Start right now. Go to smartmovescoach.com and click on Success Profiles. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Tal Schnall, a customer experience mentor, telling us how to build a culture of Excellence. And right before the break, uh, Tal was talking about the importance of an emotional connection with customers. And I gave the, he gave the example of Rich Carlton, and I gave the example of the uh, uh, computer repair business that I've been going to for a number of years. But there's another side of that emotional connection, and it has to do with the employees. So talk, talk a bit about that. Why, why is it important for, to have an emotional connection with employees, but also for the employees to have emotional connection with, yeah. their, with the company? Right. I think, I think that's where it begins. Uh, the journey begins there, and the leadership perspective on that is, is 
to know that because when you start looking at companies or businesses that are in customer service, most of them have extremely high turnover. So this is where the opportunity is. Instead of turning over the staff, instead of looking at it from a, um, you know, just another person that's going to be here for six to eight months, the real question that we have to ask, and we're talking about emotional connections from, uh, you know, things like caring and listening and building them so they can feel a sense of, um, you know, there's times where we had our economy was very bad and there was a recession and companies were also cutting back. There were mergers, um, not only in the hotel business, but other industries as well. And you have to think, well, what does that do to the employee morale? And when we're talking about emotional connections, I think it's, you know, people ask which one comes first, the chicken or the egg when it comes to customer experience. It always begins with the employees. When I train people, front lines, managers, I always say it begins with your employees. Make sure you hire the right people and make sure that you're developing and training them because if you're setting them up for success, most likely they will succeed. And I like what you said, which is setting them up for success, because many times we don't. We just throw an employee in, here's the handbook, just, just do it. And, um, and a lot of times they fail. So um, I really like that idea of setting them up for success. I'd like to move on now um, you know, to, 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 to a topic that is... Um, I love to talk about, and we have talked about, uh, you know, in our coffee, when we've had coffee, which is developing leaders. Um, we both spend a lot of time developing leaders, and you have. So I want to go from your perspective. How does one become a leader of excellence? It, well, it's definitely a journey. So if, if you're hearing this message, don't look for a microwave solution out there. Uh, it doesn't exist, and it's, a, it's not a quick fix. So I uh, will be honest with you and, and practice um, the candor part in this conversation is it is a journey, but a journey that's rewarding. Um, I think that when I develop leaders, and I love developing uh, leaders from, from all backgrounds and from different generations, it's very interesting. And, and fulfilling to me because people do want to connect to their own purpose of leadership. And one of the things that we recently did at my hotel when we did a culture and brand training, it was, it was exciting. It was inspiring to people. But what I've noticed is that, especially on the leadership level, is it's a twofold. And what I mean by that is if you want excellence, if you really want that and you desire that as a leader, you have to perform it and you have to live by those values of excellence and you really have to push the bar on you. So people will see, gosh, darn it, you know what? He's got his sleeves up. He's ready to roll. He is just in it and he is out there. And when people see that, when it doesn't matter what business you work in, when people see that you walk the talk, they will buy into and be part of that shared vision. So that would be number one. In order to become a leader of excellence, you've got to invest in yourself. If you can't add value to yourself, most likely you won't add value to others on your team. So 
secondly, I think that you have to really, uh, you know, it challenges your team in a good way. And what I mean by that is there's oftentimes what happens is leaders get comfortable with the status quo. And they have to ask themselves, you know, gosh, Whatever you're doing in your company, if it's a, if it's a, obviously a connection or interaction with the customer or other things that you're doing with, uh, in your role, whatever your role is in your business, ask yourself the question, if this was excellent, if this situation was excellent situation, just a picture of excellence, what would that look like from point A to point Z? And I want to put that in front of me, and I would look at my team and see if that picture of excellence is there and drive it every day. May not, it will not happen in, in a week or, or two months, but you're constantly looking to get to that vision. Why do people say that vision is most, the most important thing about leadership is because you've got to keep the vision in front of you and in front of your team. So if you're looking into excellence, what does excellence look like for you? What does excellence look like for your business? So those are the two things that when we're looking at leadership development, it's a hands-on approach. It is something that each one has to be a practitioner of excellence. And, you know, you reminded me of a, um, an example, but it has to do with customer service, which is... Um, a hospital who uh, said, you know, we want to provide excellent customer service, okay? So what does uh-huh. that mean? And, and, they, um, and they, they had a card that said these are, these are the, um, the values we have that pertain to customer, you know, excellent customer service. But uh, that was one side. But the other side was these are the specific behaviors that right. you, you exhibit. Uh, so it's not like telling someone, be a good leader. What does a good leader look like? And it has to be right. part of that culture and the values of that company. Um, so, you know, Tal, we've had a wonderful uh, conversation about the culture of excellence. I'm sure we can continue, you know, another session on this because you bring such wide experience. Um, but I also know that you live it, um, and I just sense it and I see it, that you live, you walk, your talk. So, you know, I want to thank you for this, and I also want to um, have let, let the listeners know how to contact you and, you know, just what any other information you would like to pass on. Sure, and thank you for this conversation. It's always great to talk to you, uh, both on your radio show and in person. I, I've been a person that's been picking your brain for for years now on different topics. But uh, for for your audience, um, uh, my name is Tal Schnall, and um, you, you can actually email me at Tal. Schnall, it's S-H-N-A-L-L at leadershiphospitality.com. And I uh, help organizations and individuals to maximize their leadership and service skills. I've been developing uh, programs and group facilitation to help leaders accelerate their business growth with internal customers as well as external customers. I love, and this is my passion, is to coach people to the next level of excellence. We want to take your experience from good experience to a great experience, both for your employees and your customers. 
My purpose in life is to add value to people, and I do that through speaking engagement, workshops, and hands-on consulting to many businesses. Um, I love to work with people on their personal development as I use emotional intelligence, high-performance leadership, and team leadership, as well as corporate training in order to get people to, uh, you know, to test their potential. You know, we've got to raise the bar to not only our bar, but um, wherever we are, I truly believe that um, I think I I do want to say one thing as, as an inspiration to people is that know that you do matter uh, whether it's a corporate environment or startup or you're an entrepreneur. There's so many things I think they say that we only use 10% of our potential. So there are many things that we can be doing to add value to people and to add value to our companies and our corporate, wherever we are, there's great opportunities. Uh, and I really, um, I've been uh, in the corporate training field for, um, you know, 20 years and I, and I love every aspect of it. It's, it's, it's seeing people grow is, uh, I, I can't describe it. It's, 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 it's a gift. Well, I think you do have that gift, and so I want to thank you again. And now I want to um, go to uh, next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and company, which is big box to little box. Same rules apply. My guest, John Todd, made a major change in his life at the age of 53. He decided to leave the corporate world and become a small business owner. He assembled a team, searched uh, the market for a small business that had a sound yet interesting business model. After looking at telecom, printing, dry cleaning, and the sort, he found a residential remodeling company. The model felt right, the financials made sense, and most importantly, the company created a level of excitement that John was looking for. John will discuss the steps he took to retool elite remodeling from a discount to a full-service provider, as well as how he managed the company's ability to endure the ups and downs of the construction market. Tune in September 23rd at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Now, here's a smart move tip for your week. Every day, go after your high payoff priorities. Minimize the time spent on stomping ants, those tasks that give you a quicker kill and higher body count, but don't put meat on the table. Are you an elephant hunter or an ant stomper? Here's how to find out. Let's do a productivity audit. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. And now my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked what happened. Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zile, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. 
Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.